Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. Back for some more Challenge USA. I think it's episode five, but who can keep track when you miss a week? I am, of course, one of your hosts, Matt, alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be back here, especially to have you back to talk about another uh, week of so the long. challenge. Right? It has, truly, though. Um, so excited to get back in here to talk about another week of the Challenge USA. feel like we're, what I would argue is probably six for six on good episodes, at least. So uh, not mad. Oh, this is episode six. I got it wrong. <laughs> oh, no, it's episode five. You're right, actually. I am oh, <laughs> <laughs> math. Okay. Um, okay. Well, and uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Chappelle, uh, for stepping in last week and uh, filling the uh, filling the co-host spot that uh, Chappelle is really good at doing that. Like he's the co-host on like 300 different podcasts right by now. So right? at um, least. So if you need a co-host, you know who to call. Uh, that's to anyone out there. Um, so thank you, Chappelle, for uh, joining you. Scout, who am I talking to right now? For joining you last week. <laughs> um, great episode of the podcast. And uh, yeah, excited to be back. Uh, last week was insane. And I don't know what I would have said if I was here. <laughs> yeah, well, now that you are here, what would you say? <laughs> like, I would say, <laughs> I don't know what I should say about last week. What the fridge uh, happened? Like... <laughs> I and it was interesting to me. This episode starts off, and there's really no follow up. Um, going into the season, one of the main storylines in my own head, and maybe others that are following all of these shows that you know came all together to create a season of the challenge. Uh, there's six members of the Big Brother 23 cast, four of them being from this historic alliance called the Cookout, and we are now in episode five, and episode as of episode four, um, three. No, well, as of no, as of episode five now, but uh, uh, they're all you know going down one by one here, and that was uh, I feel like that's not being highlighted as much on the show. I don't know if they're saying you know they're they're certainly telling us the story of all of these people and we're getting flashbacks and all that's been really really cool, um, but they're not being like this is Big Brother twenty three point five that was at Todrick's house, um, and they're not you know <laughs> continuing you know all of the seasons that they, they've been on. They're creating their own, so the cookout isn't necessarily you know a storyline that has to continue here, but they do touch on, I don't know. I just, it, it feels pretty, you know, uh, shocking to me or, uh, worth talking about. Uh, certainly that we're down three out of the four cookout members already. And we're not even halfway through. Yeah. It's wild to be down to only one cookout member, only three big brother, 23 members. Uh, I really was looking at the fringe big brother players as probably more expendable pieces on the board. And I don't believe we've lost any of them yet. So uh, super interesting. Obviously, we heard my thoughts on last week. I feel like it's only been more wild <laughs> since. So, uh, yeah, the challenge is, I would say, as solidified in these last couple of weeks, a great addition to the CBS roster. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, like I said, I don't know what, what to say about all that, but I, I if I'm going to say something, it's uh, Alyssa and uh, Kylan, right? That's who won yep. last week. Um what you know way too soon in my opinion i don't know how it's going to play out but also i feel like it's good if, it, if it's going to play out for anybody i feel like it's going to be Alyssa that it benefits more than kyland just reading edgically into what's going on i feel like we're getting a lot of derek x and Alyssa. like how are they going to get their revenge and they want to outlast all of the people who you know did them wrong the first time or whatever you know the narrative has been there so i feel like edgically it seems like they might get the edge over kyland um but i think both of them are going to uh, suffer from the loss of somebody who is certainly in their corner more than Love Island or anybody from Survivor. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe someday it will. Not today. 
Yeah, I would say edically, sure. Edit-wise, it looks like Alyssa is probably in a better position than Kylan. Not that I think Kylan is in uh, a particularly bad situation at the moment either, but uh, as far as the structure of the game, I would say it looks so incredibly bad for Alyssa. I just don't see how she benefited from that. So, uh, yeah, we shall see how the rest of the season plays out for her. Based on last week, not really so much uh, you know, coming back to bite her immediately at least. It seems like she's making good relationships within the house, so she's got that going for her. I was listening to Cache on the uh, podcast with um, Devon and Devin uh, from this from 24 hours ago, not even. Um, mm-hmm. And the, uh, Cache was talking about, like, I thought Alyssa was great. Like, I loved her, and I didn't want, like, she was talking about different people that had been considered to go in, and Alyssa was one of them. Who was Alyssa's partner? And with David, so they were considering them, um, but she liked Alyssa, so she didn't want to do that. And, you know, of course, we'll get to the reasons for who ends up going in, but I don't know. I, I feel like she is, uh, from what we're seeing, demonstrating that she's a, a perfectly capable social player within the game. Twitter is another story, but I don't know. I've, hmm. I've been moderately impressed with the non-strategy part of her game. Yeah, it has been um, definitely well played by Alyssa in general. I would say I'm, we'll get there uh, in terms of who ends up going in, who could have gone in. But definitely a good sign that her name didn't even really seem to come up at all. Yeah. So that was crazy. Um, Xavier and Shan, I was crushing to lose Shan, um, have been a noted Shan stan on uh, the four episodes that we got of her. Um, it was She's been a lot of fun. Her exit, um, you know, confessionals, she just was like even more alive and animated in them than, you know, she was, she had been in all season. She just was, this is like the, the new energy that Chan is bringing of just like being this big character. Like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, it, I just feel like she's leaning into it, especially on social media. Um, she is just going all out to make sure that we know she's here and, uh, she's not going anywhere. So, uh, whether it's the challenge USA two or another survivor season coming up, like, I don't think, I certainly don't think we've seen the last of Shan and I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, Shan was no different on the challenge versus on Survivor versus on social media. And we just happened to see completely unedited on social media and, like, a different edit on the challenge versus Survivor. Um, So who knows? I mean, it could have been that she played very different games each time. But we are seeing uh, very different sides, at least. Yeah. So uh, that's that's last week's thoughts. Let's get into this week where we are in episode five. And uh, as mentioned, we're going to lose another member of the cookout. And we're also going to uh, bring back to the forefront the relationship between uh, Cache and Cinco because uh, this episode is going to be pretty interesting where we're going to get one of them in power um, on the back of Tyson Apostle uh, and uh, one of them going home. Cinco is out ski. Yeah, you know, I feel like Cash and Cinco definitely uh, two people that I have my eye on coming into this season. I which was interested to see how they would play out as uh, they've discussed in uh, some of their interviews this week. They actually were together when casting was at least starting, if not by the time that it was getting a little more locked in. So they were not like 100 percent. Uh, you know, thinking that they would be there with their ex, uh, especially that recent of an ex. But, uh, you know, it was in the cards for the both of them. And I think it was a really interesting dynamic that we have seen play out uh, through the last couple of weeks. But this week, I thought, was very curious as well. Yeah, um, they I, I was like not no, definitely not bothered, but I wasn't like, you know, um, upset with the time that we spent on their relationship. I mean, this is, you know 
a new series, a new branch of the series of the challenge being it's, you know, a whole rookie cast essentially with all of these veterans. It's, you know, a different format. It's not the MTV people, but it's still the same. You know, we're still following as much as we're not. It's not, you know, Love Island 3.5. It's still, you know, these same people moving on to a new show and continuing to just follow their story. Um, so if we do see Cache and Cinco again, I will be very interested to see, you know, if they're together again or um, if, you know, just how the relationship evolves with Cache talking throughout the episode being like, I do still really care about him. I want to support his dreams. I really might not even be completely out of love with him yet. Um, and Cinco sharing somewhat similar sentiments being like, I, you know, definitely still care a lot about her and all this kind of stuff. So um, it seems like there's, you know, a good enough relationship that I don't know how things are today. I don't, I mean, I've seen stuff on social media, but it's kind of passed right by me. Um, I don't know. I, I, mm. I just like both of them a lot. And I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and there's always drama with the Love Island crew, for sure, on social media. Uh, we'll see if uh, one of the main parts of that Trina ever shows up in the future. But um, definitely an interesting, you know, duo, trio, grouping of them all. Yeah, uh, would not have ever guessed that name, Trina, if you gave me 25 oh, minutes yeah? to come up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not watching All Star Shore on Paramount Plus? Then. Is she on there? She, she is. <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm certainly not watching it now, but I, it's on my list of like 30 shows that I need to catch up on (laughs) after the summer comes to a close. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the deal there. Uh, what do we have here with these new teams? We have, uh, D'Angela, Danny and Angela, Derek and Kayla, uh, David and Alyssa, Tyson and Cache. Um, loved Cache's confessional here. Um, did you write it down? (laughs) Yeah, Tyson is the weirdest man she's ever met, and she means that in the best possible way, which I feel like is um, not super surprising. I, I don't feel like Tyson usually gets like the you know you know I say again saying endearingly like a weirdo edit on TV is kind of more of the um, like the straight man on a couple of these shows more recently, and like even though he's poking jokes, he's you don't get like his quirky side as much on here but fun to see especially on a show that leo is on tyson still the weirdest man she's ever met i mean the tyson that we're seeing here yeah he's uh, one of the weirdest men you've ever seen on tv but like it's not anything different from the tyson that we've seen in survivor before like especially token chains um a little bit of heroes versus villains i feel like in blood versus water obviously he came to play so we didn't see a whole lot of it um and then winners at war was just chaos and and pre-gaming and whatnot so i don't know what to make of that one but um this is tyson and i feel like now we're just getting the same personality traits that tyson's always had but in a i'm a father now i'm 20 years old i don't know if he's 20 years that that's probably so harsh um 10 15 years maybe older than like some of these love islanders i don't know how old everybody is um (laughs) and he's like you know giving out his personality traits in a way to not make people think that he is like creepy um but he's just funny and everybody seems to enjoy him cache had nothing but great things to say about him in the uh in the podcast that she did there so um yeah i mean we'll get to tyson's gameplay you know in a little bit but as far as his uh integration in the house as one of the older people there it does seem like he certainly got in you know great with everybody yeah, he's one of the best social players on this cast. I think that's no doubt. Uh, and not just that he's like a likable person, but he knows also how to weaponize that, uh, which is what makes Tyson so dangerous. How old is Tyson? Tyson Impossible. My guess is 41. That's where I was going to think, uh, or guess. Yeah. 43. 43? Okay. Yeah. Cache Proudfoot. Um, 25? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, age? Um, no age? 
Tyson just popped yeah. up on the right side of Google, like you know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cache seems to be twenty six. So yeah, okay. um, that's pretty much the uh, age gap that I guess I would have thought about. Um, yeah, but that's that. So that's a, a grouping or a couple there. Uh, Enzo and Kira, Kyland and Shannon, Dominic and Desi, Cinco and Aza, Ben and Justine, Leo and Sarah. The one, the one that you know stands out, of course, Leo and Sarah, because Sarah has been saying since last episode, I really just don't want to be with Leo. Mm-hmm. Feels like everyone has been saying that, and I kind of didn't get it until this episode. Um, Sarah kind of has been relegated almost to like the big complainer on the show, just constantly unhappy with how things are going and like blaming people on like their losses uh, as a team and holds absolutely no responsibility. It's all their fault, not hers. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) How does that work? Um, And so I was kind of rolling my eyes at this when Sarah says it with Leo, but I think that we've been uh, maybe setting up a Leo is a bad partner storyline for a little bit. Yeah. And we're also setting up the Sarah uh, Ben Tyson of it all to see, you know, how is Survivor doing with each other. Last week we saw that, you know, Shan was kind of not somebody that people were going to miss too much from the Survivor group because she is such a big player. She is such a a big target out there. So it wasn't like people were like dying to keep her around. And now, you know, we're getting deeper into the game. You know, it's not like we're at the final yet, but we're like, you know, one third of the way through the game. And now it's like, okay, so am I going deep into the game with people that that I'm working with, like, you know, is this the part of the game where Tyson's thinking about turning on Sarah? Obviously it is. And Ben, uh, are Ben and Sarah thinking the same thing? It's a different, you know, it's, this isn't winners at war where, you know, uh, Tony's there by Sarah's side and, you know, they can, it's, it, this isn't survivor. This is the challenge. And, um, you, you know, the, the changing partners each week, it's just something that like, I feel like the, in the same way that we were criticizing, uh, the big brother people for getting rid of Xavier so soon, it's like, maybe you, you know, should want to hold on to your survivor allies for maybe another uh, week or two, but um, you can't underestimate the way that a reality television, you know, uh, competitor wants to get somebody before they get them. And Tyson is going to have a shot in this episode, but um, in the beginning of it here, before we even get to the challenge, it's a lot of the setup about, you know, where everybody feels going into, you know, the next stage of the game. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really even buying it at this point where we get a couple scenes before the challenge first with uh, Ben and Sarah. It flashes back to winners at war and says, basically, we voted him out of the game uh, twice, I believe, um, yeah. for, for, you know, Sarah, at least. So uh, I understand why there would be reason to distrust here. But um, as I've said for many of the alliances, like I understand if you've been backstabbed once, but that is in a game where there is like one person or two people that make the finals, you know, really, um, or that have a shot at winning at the end. Here, it's like a much more even uh, scale, assuming that you and your alliance members can just make it very deep, if not all the way to the final together. So um, I feel like sometimes the distrust is probably like they weigh it too harshly um, in terms of like past uh, history, mm-hmm. but Ben and Sarah definitely talking about how they don't have the best relationship with Tyson. Ben's a little worried, but uh, Sarah feels great about Tyson. Nothing could ever go wrong. I fully, you know, I think we're all on the same page wishing that Ben and Sarah were not here. Um, but, <laughs> but um, at least, you know, this far into winners at war, it took me until the finale episode to be like, okay, or maybe the the episode before that is the one that Nick goes home, maybe, or the, or the one before that, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, where I was like, okay, it's not going to be a final three of the people that I hate. 
Um, and then eventually, you know, Ben goes and it's like, okay, it's not going to be a final three of two people that I hate. It's going to be maybe just one. And luckily it was none of them. Um, you know, unless people hate <laughs> Tony, but it was, it was, uh, a good final three for what I was expecting. It could have been with all those people still in the game. So here we are, we're still, you know, they're not gone yet, but we're getting to see, you know, consistently them not happy. And I don't know how it's going to play out if, if, you know, which side is going to get, uh, you know, the edge over the other. It does seem like we're going to end up in a situation where somebody will, you know, get one over the other, whatever. But as of right now, Ben and Sarah have been, you know, climbing this ladder that Tyson is kind of like dangling a string here to like get them to like reach up for it. And, and every time that, you know, they go to reach and they're like, Tyson, help us. He's like, eh, 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 pull him a little higher, pull him a little higher. And then this <laughs> week he just kind of like shoved them both down the ladder. And that was much appreciated. So I just need to give a, a huge shout out to Tyson Puzzle. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, Tyson did drop one line here that if he had dropped to me, I would probably... Uh, not be buying it and maybe there was a lot of other work done to uh, make things feel good but when uh, Sarah says basically like uh, I feel good about this and if you bamboozle me then like so be it you shouldn't have but like that's what you do and Tyson's like I'm too old to bamboozle yeah. and it's like I don't believe you at all <laughs> like I saw you on TV you know 12 months ago <laughs> like, about uh, you know a little longer but it's like I don't think that you have changed so drastically I don't think that you will ever outgrow that I feel like uh tyson uh, we already know what you're capable of especially people that have played the game with you before maybe just argue not that i would never do this to anyone but there's no incentive for me to do it to you and that's a much more believable line yeah i mean it was just bs spewing out of both of their mouths at that point you know uh sarah saying you know just that he has she has full trust in him or whatever. like she, he knows that's not true uh well do you think so? Because Sarah's telling confessional, at least. And I'm assuming that these confessionals were filmed after this elimination. That is my uh, – I'm assuming this whole, like, confessional cycle was filmed after that. So mm -hmm. uh, very easy to go in and make yourself look like the hero and the honest, trustworthy one um, when you uh, have the benefit of hindsight. But uh, I don't know. Do you think Sarah was ultimately going to be betraying Tyson or saw it as mutually beneficial and there was no reason to being that – she and Tyson would not be running the final against each other, presumably. I think she's looking out for Ben first and foremost, and Ben has sure. been in her ear being like, he's annoying the crap out of me because he won't stop winning and I keep coming in second place. Wow, wow, wow. And, you know, she, her first and foremost priority is probably uh, Ben at the moment. And we're not seeing much of it, but it does, you know, I, I do get the vibe that Dom is still with them as well. Um, and I feel like both of those two would probably be her priority over Tyson. Tyson is just the biggest, you know, help to them in the game right now because he's doing so well uh, up until this week where he's going to not be a big help to the two of them. But to this point, you know, they've had this alliance that's been going great. And why has it been going great? Because Survivor keeps staying in power because of Tyson. So of course they should feel that way. But um, once, you know, Tyson loses another challenge or two, I absolutely would have, you know, would have expected even had this not happened that the two of them would come for him. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I feel like I was buying a little bit into the edit and even less than the edit, just like the why bother betraying um, of it all, the, the logic, I guess. But um, I could see really any of them going rogue at the same time. Yeah, I just really think, you know, it would be because Ben is a, a whiny baby. Um, <laughs> and also, I mean, it's, I guess to his credit, yeah, he knows he would not beat Tyson in a final. So, uh, of course, he should want Tyson that. out. And, and, you know, Dom being the same uh, way, uh, for sure. Um, let's talk about the challenge. Barreled let's Treasure. About, let's do that. 
So uh, the challenge this week is going to be a swimming challenge. You got to uh, swim over to these buoys to find your code, swim to this big yard of barrels, uh, get some puzzle pieces, and ultimately, you know, comes down to a puzzle. Um, but the swimming is certainly a big factor in this. We have a couple of a uh, couple of guys out here, especially that are just struggling in the water. And uh, yeah, what'd you make of this one? I really liked this challenge. I feel like. First of all, it's not in heats, which is very nice. Um, we get to watch everyone play at the same time. Uh, I feel like it was different than many of the other challenges. It was nothing like a you know made-for-the-trailer challenge that we've been complaining about a lot mm -hmm. recently. So I think they also did a pretty good job of flagging up exactly like who is who in the water and what placements everyone were in like throughout the challenge where I was able to follow it a lot more clearly uh, than you otherwise would have been able to. It would have been complete chaos and having no idea who is where or uh, how far along they are. So I think that overall I'm a pretty big thumbs up on this challenge. What about you? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's 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 nothing, you know, we're not inventing anything new here. It's a standard, sure. you know, swimming in a puzzle and whatnot, but um I mean, just from like the beginning, I was like laughing because Teach is like, and then you're going to have to do it again. And they were like, oh, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what part of what he just said is like <laughs> surprising or annoying? Like you have mm -hmm. to do two laps in the water, get two bags of puzzle pieces. Like this is literally every challenge survivors that you've done before. Maybe Big Brother in Love Island doesn't have intense challenges like this, but like you knew who you signed up for. Um, yeah. Who was Definitely it that was like, how did I get here? <laughs> I don't even remember, but definitely not too bad. The only thing I would criticize was could have used a little more difficult uh, codes for, you know, the different like number structures when basically your code is a thousand, a thousand, <laughs> like pretty simple to memorize. So maybe could have mixed it up, thrown some other numbers in there, made this more difficult. The fact that only one team seemed at least to have done an extra lap. Uh, not ideal. I would have preferred it to be a little more difficult from that aspect rather than just a, like you sprint and you win. Yeah. But um, that's my only criticism. They probably just don't want people to drown. And, you know, if they were just going back and forth in the water over and over and over again, I mean, would they have drowned? Like, hopefully not. They have all these life jackets on. But yeah. <laughs> um, the, the longer they're spending in the water, it's like at, at a certain point, it creates a, a blowout of whoever, you know, did do well. Um, is sure. probably the justification that they would ha have there for such easy codes or just to give uh, Kayla and Derek like d the two of them had like every opportunity in this episode to be like we are so smart um, mm. like <laughs> nobody is smarter than us in the world we have the highest IQs of anybody you've ever met in your life and we're just great and I, I love that for them because I like them both but um, yeah they did great in the challenge up until the point where they didn't win um, they were they had a couple of just random scenes throughout the episode of like talking about the game and talking about strategy and i was like i, I mean maybe this is going to lead to more in the future like the two of them you know being uh you know in on the strategy within the house like it, it seems like they're both in decent spots so i i just i didn't know where all those scenes were coming from yeah i feel like uh, especially on the men's side being that through five challenges the only men to have won a daily are tyson with three and kylan with two a little more spread out on the women's side i think that they really want to make us believe that like anyone could win and not that yeah. there's just two really dominant people uh that continue to be uh placing you know the women's side a little more spread out i think that they probably overall are more competitive uh than the men's side and i don't know if that is based on who's gone home so far or the casting i think more to that but um i did believe that derek and kayla had a really good shot here 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but uh, like, like exactly what you just said. Uh, looking at the men's side of this, like it's been Tyson and it's been Kylan. Tyson, we know, is naturally you know gifted at everything that the challenge requires of you. Um, Kylan was training so hard for this, and then just look at the rest of the men: Ben Drebergen, David Alexander, Dominic Abate, Enzo Palumbo, Leo, who is proving <laughs> to be a total flop. Um, the the competition here comes down to Tyson, Kylan, Danny. I don't know how uh, Danny was doing okay in the swimming. I think he ended up was was in like third place um obviously still a big threat here and david alexander you want to throw him in as a threat after no. winning last week's elimination okay <laughs> no. so then it's a three-person race here for uh well and, and no I, don't, I can't completely discredit ben because he's been coming in second consistently but he's been coming in second consistently and hasn't been able to get the win so yeah i would say ben is competitive uh much to my dismay as well as um, I would say that Cinco was probably in there with a chance to win some of these challenges had he not gone home um, in this manner. But yeah, it is a pretty rough uh, set of pickings. I guess probably some of the men like Xavier and Cashel having already gone home too. James even probably could have won a challenge um, like something like this. So uh, a rough draw for sure on the men's side. Yeah, I mean, as far as just to touch on the Cinco thing, um, I was I, I rewatched last week's episode before this week's just in case I forgot anything. Um, Shannon got a confessional talking about like, I wish this was, you know, a brawn challenge because they had trivia last week. She was with Cinco. Um, Cinco, I feel, you know, if every challenge was hall brawl, you know, count him in as the winner of the season, but um, <laughs> we're not seeing, you know, a whole lot of promise from him as somebody, you know, with the puzzles of it all. And just like the trivia, like the, uh, the challenge requires brain and brawn uh, for, you know, nine out of 10 weeks in the show. So um, I'm not saying that Cinco's stupid, but um, he just wasn't showing as much of a strength, um, you know, all around uh, that sure. a lot of the other guys were. So um, as much as like uh, my initial reaction was like, oh, wow, this is like an early exit for, you know, such a capable challenger. But, you know, he, he he's definitely not exactly the super strong threat that I thought he could be. Um, and that being said, he could do any single challenge better than me any day of the week. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like this actually was a challenge, especially after watching uh, how a number of people competed in this challenge. I was like, could I have won this challenge? No, I could not be Tyson. But I was like, I feel like maybe a mid-tier finish <laughs> was in the cards for a lot more people than, uh, you know, most other weeks. Right. Yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, we get, like, it flagged up. Let's talk about, I guess, how other people were performing in the challenge. Like, Leo's saying that he's a catfish. <laughs> and just, like, I guess he had also said to Sarah, like, no, no, I'm actually, like, a really good swimmer. So, like, <laughs> this is totally fine. And then ends up, like, riding on her back. <laughs> That's pretty rough. And you know what? That's on him for having to be that close to Sarah Lucina. so. <laughs> yeah, he must have been really struggling to volunteer. <laughs> yeah, um the cat i mean as as a cat person as a cat guy it, like it's like okay cat representation on the show like cat person representation cool and then it's like wait no you don't shut the fuck up about it so like <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't want this and uh cory cool tweeted who's like yep. yeah no leo talked about cats this much in the amazing race too i'm like why <laughs> Like <laughs> it's it's like he's been trying for three. This is his fourth reality TV season or or third, mm -hmm. and he's been trying every single one of them to make his thing cats, and it finally stuck this time uh, because they're like, <laughs> what else are we gonna do with you? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, definitely the biggest part of his storyline, uh, you know, even bigger than him being a flop in the challenges, according to most of the women. So, uh, you know what? Leo found his thing. I feel like he 
is just like trying to be this big character and i think that's something that we are a little bit lacking on the men's side so i'm not mad at having him on the show but uh you know i would not be necessarily delivering the cat confessionals every single week i do also think that um this challenge usa while i am enjoying it very much i do think that they are leaning very heavily into like this is this one person's thing and that's all they ever talk about pretty much i mean what do we know about Danny besides what Kiki's going to say when she gets home, when he gets home? Yep. Yeah, right? like exactly. That, that's his thing. Uh, Derek. Sarah complains is... about her, about her partners. Um, Cache is... and Cinco, Cache and Cinco only talk about each other. Is Kira still there? Kira is still there. Okay. Just making sure she's popped up every so often. <laughs> I feel like she's actually a pretty decent competitor, like sneaky good. Um, and so like not the loudest cast member, but, uh, I would not be surprised if she makes a semi deep run. Yeah. Who else? Shannon. Do we know anything about Shannon besides her first week? She uh, she really took Dominic Abate down in the uh, previously on the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what was going on with Leo. Um, obviously, you know, a main uh, focal point of the challenge is the ultimate winners, Tyson and Cache, because their journey through this challenge was, you know, a, a four act play. Um, where first we see, okay, Cache is probably, well, the, the two of them are probably not winning this one. Cache um, is not the greatest swimmer, but they have a strategy where Tyson's just going to pull her through the water. It's like, okay, cool. This is great. Um, we get to, you know, the first, uh, you know, they, they get done with one full lap and then, oops, they, uh, Cache grabbed the wrong barrel and now they're even further back. Okay. So let's try this again. Let's now we have to do this all over again. Tyson's obviously frustrated, but they stay calm. Eventually they get it. They get the second one. And then out of absolutely nowhere they win it was wild i didn't love um because i'll be calling out other people <laughs> on like their behavior this week not like a huge red flag but tyson just being like pretty frustrated at being in seventh i mean knowing that he could win i am also very competitive um but just like i was like eh, like come on you you're on a pretty hot winning streak i don't think that you're gonna find yourself in any danger especially the fact that you are not likely to lose being that you're still in seventh um but what Tyson did this week is so incredibly impressive. <laughs> I mean, first of all, just swim that distance yourself in a life jacket. It's so much harder than swimming without one. Um, and then to drag somebody, have done it. Have swam with someone on my back, and it is not fun. <laughs> so to be dragging someone along this entire distance, incredibly impressive. Who have you dragged on your back? Uh, swam across the lake, and my friend did not really uh, feel up to making it back. So, wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting on, Scally. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, (laughs) So where's the footage of that? We all want to know. But um, (laughs) yeah, no, absolutely. Like beyond impressive uh, for the two of them. I mean, look at like any survivor that was on Winners at War and maybe they're not all Adam Klein levels of like have done every single puzzle with triangles and, you know, shapes of of the such. Um, I mean, is is this a tangram or... It's a tangram, yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe, you know, uh, not everybody has done every tangram on Earth like it seems like Adam did pr- to prepare for Winners at War. Um, <laughs> but Tyson, I'm sure, has done his fair share because they're, they come up in, in so much, in so so often on Survivor. Obviously, they're coming up on, on the challenge, too. So it's like this is the kind of thing that you can absolutely practice for while you're at home besides doing the running and all this stuff. And I'm sure other people do, but um, it really comes in handy when you're, you know, down to the final three teams. And if the other two people haven't practiced this, kind of stuff you have you get the challenge win so you know bravo to uh to tyson there 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised that Derek and Kayla struggled so much with this because I feel like they are both pretty smart and Tangrams uh, like can be very tricky and this one seemed pretty large. But the fact that Tyson and Cache were able to catch up with such a distance, I think mostly due to their swimming, they came in around fourth. Um, and we don't know ultimately how wide the gap was between uh, when first got there and fourth got there. But the fact that they were able to make up so much of a different of a distance, uh, very impressive. And I totally get what uh, Derek and Kayla were were saying. I think Kayla was the one that was mainly, you know, talking us through this being like, we're both really good at puzzles, but then it got kind of weird because we're both really good at puzzles and we didn't really know how to like, you know, coordinate all that because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when you have the the two of them that are, are trying to do the exact same puzzle and using their own different strategies, um, it's like, well, should we do yours or should we do my way? And then, you know, they're, they're probably both sitting there all like anxious about like, how much should I take control of this and how much should I let him do it because I trust him and I trust her. So I can definitely see them like, you know, having that roadblock, which is just an unexpected roadblock when you have two people that are very good at puzzles. But, um, you know, there's a reason why a Tyson is, you know, if Tyson, well, I actually don't know that Tyson was like carrying the way there, but um, he was carrying most of the challenge and Cache didn't seem to take much credit back for herself. Um, Mm-hmm. There's a reason why if one person is like fully on, you know, on doing the task at hand, um, it, it, it often works out for them. Yeah, 100%. This is not a puzzle that is beneficial to have two people actively doing. I would say one person should probably stand back and, you know, like think through it. But if you're doing a puzzle, it's like, well, none of these pieces fit, but it's because someone else has it in their hand. Um, Probably going to be pretty difficult. It's not large enough, even though like the scale of the puzzle is very big. It's a few enough pieces that you can't really like work on two parts separately. Right. Um, and, and Tyson again, ends up getting the win, um, a pretty big celebration here. And I may have had more to say about his celebration if, uh, the elimination later did not have that celebration because that overtook the biggest celebration of the episode. So, um, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I'm going to call it one, I'll call it the other. I was like, oh, this is a lot. Um, but I don't feel like it was like directed um, anywhere. So like, that's the difference. Um, but yeah, uh, this was a pretty big celebration. I feel like um, having come back that much of a distance like is very impressive. So I get it. But um, was a lot. Yeah, I mean, this was literally just a celebration of just winning a challenge. You were seventh place in, and then, then you became first. The other one was recreating January 6th, you know, based on oh the that your friends and family have shared with you. So, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, but finally, I feel like for this week, uh, most of the other challenges, like obviously it's about who comes in last, but um, they're either done in heats or someone gets disqualified. I feel like we haven't have had like everyone actually have to like go through a challenge and like have them finish one by one in a little bit. So um, was happy to watch that. Still see basically that it comes down to like Enzo struggling, Leo struggling, Aza and Cache. Like there's a number of people really struggling, even like going as far to like I can't even possibly jump in i need to climb down the ladder so uh pretty rough showing for a couple people here yeah um and ultimately we're gonna see cinco and i i keep wanting to say the way tj says her name he what does he say he says aza um, even way more exaggerated yeah like aza i don't know it's <laughs> so strange um but they end up losing, uh, but they didn't quit. And TJ is very clear to note that because he's been very nice to these people. Um, he hasn't, you know, yet had a reason to tell anybody that they suck and he doesn't want to see them again. Uh, so, so far he's been very, you know, uh, encouraging to all of them and, and, you know, 
it's a, a side of TJ I don't see expect to carry on to like the Challenge 38, but uh, it's what we have right now. Yeah, I, I think the expectations are totally different here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the challenges reflect that <laughs> in terms of the scale and difficulty, but uh, TJ is very impressed by all these people every week. And, you know, even if people were struggling to this degree, I don't think he really, you know, gave anybody too big of an issue, especially if like they had the heart to finish. Yeah. So, um, anything between the challenge and the deliberation? I have the deliberation up next in my notes. Um, I mean, we get the quick little scene of, like, Cinco and Aza basically saying, like, don't say too much. Like, Cachet's going to manipulate this. Which, I don't know why there's that expectation. I mean, earlier in the week, um, they... Cash is talking about like how she's uh, like earlier in the episode at least that he's flirting with everyone, which Cinco like in, a, in an exit interviews maintains like extremely false. Uh, it's talking to mostly people that like have boyfriends or like there's no interest between the two of them. Um, he's just trying to like strategize or socialize, and um, so he's confused and like they have not been on the best of terms. So I could understand that there's like a little hesitancy to trust, but I was surprised it was as bad as this. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we have all four of them sitting in the room there together, it's just really weird. It's, <laughs> I really know, you know what to make of it. I don't know what the uh, thought process was from Cinco to be like, don't say a word. Like, don't even look at them. Don't even breathe. <laughs> just don't <laughs> don't exist in the room. Wait until we get out, and then we'll just figure it all out. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, he knows him and Cache are going to talk, and they're going to, you know, maybe kind of come to some kind of conclusion that'll help Cinco, because they're obviously still on the same page as far as being some kind of, you know, working. So, I, I don't know. Like, they, they don't hate each other right now. So um, you do imagine that maybe Cinco is like, just don't tell Tyson anything because he's such a scary player in the game. Um, you know, let's, let's just kind of like work this out, uh, you know, without giving a, as much effort. I, I don't really know. I didn't really know what to make of it. It was just awkward. It was just quiet. Um, as, as Aza says, there's definitely some unresolved closure and you can cut it with a spoon. Yeah. So, uh, not great that there was so much distrust here, especially when cash and basically every confessional is like, I would throw away my game for Cinco because I know how bad he wants this. So, uh, I think it's the wrong move to not say a name at all. I think it's just gonna, um, like give complete distrust. If cash was going to argue that she wants to help Cinco, like Tyson can so easily just be like the man who didn't trust you enough to say a single name. Like really? That's who we're um, defending here. So I feel like it's a problem. Um, Definitely. I don't know. Who do you think that like they should have wanted? Uh, I think that it's different between. I don't know that it's different between who they should have wanted and um, who should have been on the table ultimately. But anyone stand out? Not necessarily. I mean, my you know my first reaction would be like, oh maybe David because he's lame, but he also just won an elimination last week, so maybe that's giving him a little bit of credit in the house. Um, Enzo was with Kira, um, but uh, Kira is Love Island, and uh, I don't know if Cinco was avoiding Love Island there, and Enzo, you know, big brother, so maybe Aza didn't want to say a big brother person, Um, but as far as, like, the easiest team to beat, I would probably want to go against Enzo. Um, Who was Dom paired up with? Desi? Um, I don't know if there's any connection between Aza and Cinco with Desi, so maybe they could have, uh, you know, gone that route or something like that. But I feel like, you know, go for one of the older guys uh, as far as that side goes. 
Yeah, I'm probably looking also at Enzo and Kira. I don't know that um, Cash is going to want to throw in Kira, and I'm pretty sure, in fact, that she would not want to. But, uh, you know, throw David and Alyssa out there. I ultimately, sounds like Tyson wasn't super down for that either. Um, so puts in a little bit of a tough position. But, yeah, I don't think saying no names was better than yeah. just throwing anyone, basically, at that point. Yeah, it was, like I said, weird. Um, and the rest of the house doesn't really know what's happening here. They don't know who's going to go in. Derek and Kayla get their strategy session being like, so they think maybe they'll go in because they're an easy layup. I didn't really see that for them, but um, and obviously it didn't end up happening. <laughs> yeah, I love Derek being like, after last week, I just feel like anyone could get blindsided. As if he wasn't an active participant in <laughs> throwing his own like show member off the show. <laughs> so, right. uh, like... You started this. <laughs> I don't know why now you're so nervous about it. Like, did you not see this coming? No, he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, Dom freaking out again, being like, it's going to be me. I know it's going to be me. Like, what? like, pacing in the corner. Like, why? Uh, I, I mean, maybe because the common sense would be that he should be somebody that, you know, should have been considered. But um, Tyson. Like, maybe. But why should, like, you know, if Tyson is um, staying Survivor strong, then... Like, why would he throw in Dom and Desi? And if he's taking a shot at Survivor, then, like, why Dom and Desi? Yeah. As far as Kayla goes with this, you know, with this pairing here, um, we do get a great Kayla scene before the elimination where she's talking some strategy with Tyson. And just, like, looking at the two of them together, you know, I was like, this just seems like a a, a pair that naturally makes sense, uh, you know, with each other. Um, Kayla just seems like somebody that Tyson has succeeded playing Survivor with before. Um, And Tyson... Um, is obviously a strong player that anybody should want to be linked up with and be on their good side right now. We, uh, I think, I think uh, who said it? Um, I don't know. One of the exit interviews or something recently, they were talking about how, um, well, it must have been James, uh, was saying that like the Amazing Race people were really trying to integrate with Survivor, and it, for the most part, they kind of were. So, um, plus Kayla and Tyson were paired together uh, last week. Um, I still can't believe what Tyson said about her in confessional. Um <laughs> What did, what was it? It was like she, her face looks like in like she. Ha, what what did he say? Like she looks intelligent or something like that. Uh, she, yeah, I don't remember. Exactly. She 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 has a face that has a lot of knowledge or something yeah. like that. I was like, what the hell did he just say? Um, <laughs> overall, a good scene for her here. Very, and I find it interesting because I even feel like some of the people that did come from the more strategic shows and Survivor and Big Brother were like, oh. Um, there wasn't as much strategizing as I thought there would have been. And I wonder if it's that they're used to a much higher level of strategy or um, they just weren't strategizing correctly because Mm -hmm. for two people in James and Kayla to have come in and get most, I would say, of the strategic credit this season and seem to play uh, at least better than I was expecting, it was a big surprise and a good one for me. I'm very happy with their inclusion. And uh, like for Kayla, bring her back. I'm totally down at this point i feel like locked in as a solid challenge competitor for me yep i'm enjoying her um and then the uh on the flip side of this rather than strategizing we have sarah complaining as you mentioned is kind of her new personality trait not new it's not new at all i was Um, gonna say (laughs) um (laughs) her current personality trait that is shining through on the challenge um uh, talking about how annoying leo is complaining to ben to danny to Alyssa, um just you know complain 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 um and ultimately gonna have to deal with the the, uh, complaining you know head on after uh they are going to be selected to go into the elimination yeah i was surprised because the one that struck me is where sarah's saying basically like leo doesn't take this seriously and um given that they have life jackets 
I can't see a world in which hanging on to Sarah is faster than paddling yourself. Um, Leo's like in shape. He's been, you know, run how many seasons of the amazing race. I've never seen him, you know, hold onto the back of a cab in order to like get <laughs> where he goes. Like he's running, uh, you know, these at least short sprints, but um, I'm surprised that he was gassing out. And so if he's like not taking it seriously and, or just like, all right, like I don't feel like exerting myself, that would be uh, not like the Leo I expected to get. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the idea that we're getting is just that he's not very good. I don't think he's not taking it seriously. I think he's just not very good and is covering up how not very good he has been with a little bit of humor, which is exactly what anybody reasonably would do when they're not doing very well on challenges on the challenge. (laughs) Um, At least if you're, you know, a a comical person. So at least he's, he's got that going for him. Um, But uh, I do want to talk about, of course we get to the elimination. We, we find out it's Sarah and Leo um, and then we bounce back to where we were pre elimination, but, all the strategy we've been doing this a little bit lately um what did you make of all of these different uh conversations of how we ended up getting to this point a little bit it's like the new format they stick to exclusively uh, always a flashback we never actually get anything before um so i feel like the when the editing is that predictable like i enjoy the method but i don't need it every single week mm-hmm. so um we could have just seen these conversations and then like once we get the blind side like that's it at elimination we don't need to do this every single time um but it was good for me to see uh that cache ultimately blocked uh justine from going in i think super smart for her to uh, probably should have thrown a little more of her weight around uh, being that she said in her exit interview uh, not in her exit interviews but in her interview um with Devon and Devin that um, she ultimately wanted Alyssa and David to go in but Tyson was like that doesn't help me at all so uh, I'm assuming that Tyson is like reasonably working with Alyssa after last week's move and how they ran it by him and being that he's already partnered with her um, he doesn't have to worry about her like whether she is seemed like decently strong or weak it doesn't matter because he's been with her already so um he put his foot down basically it's ben or sarah and to see tyson basically firmed things up with danny beforehand i think was really smart because uh otherwise like who the hell is tyson working with yeah um and cache you know i don't want to I, I i don't think it was definitely you know or i don't think it was just her like being like oh i'll do whatever tyson says like she mm-hmm. was still saying she got you know a good amount of, you know, something out of this pick as well. I mean, she, she was like kind of, um, you know, granting that they would not have won this without Tyson. So like giving him a little bit of like more of, you know, say in, you know, narrowing the field down to potentially one of these two teams, she was like not upset about it. And then when it Mm -hmm. came down to which one of the two teams, um, she was like, yeah, like you said, I I don't want Justine to go in. Um, and Leo is not somebody I ever want to be paired up with. So, you know, this works out for both of us here. So, I think, you know, it was a perfectly fine pick um, on her perspective. And obviously Tyson is making a very big move here, uh, striking first at his own Survivor Alliance because he knows, um, as I was saying earlier, that I do very much believe that Sarah would have taken the shot um, very soon anyway if she had the opportunity to. So he went for it here. Um, It didn't really land as they are still in the game. Sarah will be coming back to uh, the house and we'll see how that all plays out next week. Excited to see that. But um, yeah, he, uh, he went for it. Yeah. I guess you could say like, I was trying to think, was there a better move on the board for Tyson specifically? And um, I would say generally probably David and Alyssa is just fine. But then when you factor that he's already partnered with Alyssa. Um, it does weight it a tiny bit towards the favor of um, this move even a little more. So 
uh, it's tough. I do think that Sarah probably would have made a move at some point, but it still feels hard to say, like, Kylan and Alyssa, what are you doing? Stupidest move ever. And then to say here, where I definitely think the relationship dynamics are very different, but still seems a little early for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we obviously see that Sarah is fired up um she says oh i was so calm when i got picked like okay um and then when you won you were whatever the complete opposite of calm is uh you know and and anybody should be allowed to celebrate after they win but that was just alarming um oh my god big weirdo energy <laughs> like i was thrown off um yeah we'll get there i was like why did they show me this like <laughs> apparently i mean us. and cash was saying it was much worse in person <laughs> How could it be worse? I mean, I'm actually, I, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it went on longer, if it was, uh, maybe they edited out some expletives. I don't know what the case was. There were more gestures they cut away, whatever the case may have been. Um, yeah, I just, it was weird. <laughs> maybe she pulled out a lipstick that said Tyson on it. And they <laughs> edited that out because that's how they do things these days. Yeah, that's, that is true. That is um, true. What a good reference for like a couple of people that are listening to this. Uh, um, I feel like the audience crossover is huge. I hope so. Um, if it's not, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, 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 so the elimination itself, um, it's uh, the two teams are tied together. Well, each individual team is tied to their partner, um, run into this dark container, uh, memorize this tall tower of film reels um, of four different sizes, and then, you know, recreate it on the outside, stack it all up and get them all, um, you know, get a exact replica of the inside out here on the outside. Sarah and, um, and Leo figure it out. Uh, Leo says cats can see in the dark, so that's why he figured it out so well. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they figured out a, a pretty simple way to get it done, and uh, Cinco and Azza were just struggling from the get-go, so um, they didn't seem to ever really be in it, and that's just where we are. Yeah, I don't feel like they did like terribly. I just think that, um, and I don't think Sarah would be bad at this, probably better than um, Cinco and Azza, who I think have probably not competed in something like this. I think this is more like a survivor challenge, especially that you um, would have done three, you know, through three seasons rather than one season of either of the other two shows. Um, but I think that ultimately this is very much like an amazing race challenge for me. Yeah. And I feel like Leo having done three seasons, it's like he says his four piece quadratic system. He like immediately is like, there is a trick to this. We can figure this out and let's go ahead and like, spend time now so that we don't waste time later and i think that's a big thing on the amazing race and ultimately uh big ups to leo in this elimination but see the thing is that like if this was the amazing race this probably would have been like a roadblock and only one person right that's the roadblock that only yep. one person gets to do it um sure and like imagine <laughs> just i'm just uh, like imagining a perfect world now where leo is the one doing this challenge and sarah's fate in the game relies on leo <laughs> and you know the frustration watching that be like built on her face and then leo you know i mean he did do well but like maybe he wouldn't and then maybe sarah would have to go home because of you know the cat man um you know ruining her game <laughs> and i just wish that we lived in that timeline See, but i'm thinking like there's a zero percent chance that sarah lets him actually compete regardless of if he feels confident in it she's definitely the one competing this week and then maybe he could have done perfect but since she made him sit out then she mm. goes home <laughs> Ugh, all these alternate realities that all would have been better than they the one so where sweet. they stay in the house. Um, 
So, so yeah. Also, Sarah's confessional, I kind of passed right over it, uh, about Tyson, got some attention on Twitter, uh, where she called him out for only winning Survivor one time. Yeah. Um, ma'am. <laughs> How'd you do? <laughs> huh. Um, yeah, you've also only won Survivor one time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Um, but sure. I don't know. Who knows? I feel like the track records are fairly similar, and you put Sarah on there one more time, and I feel like they are going to be the same. Exactly so, the same. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and, and, like, I think both of them are very capable Survivor players, but I feel like one out of four is not that different than one out of three, personally. No. Um, and they played on the same season together, and both of them lost. So, you know, yep. what, are, what, are we, what are we getting at here? Um, it was just so bizarre. Like, how do you even let those words come out of your mouth? Like, dude, you only won once. Like, mm-hmm. he, he won Survivor. <laughs> like, not many people, you know, we've had 42 seasons and 41 winners. Not many people have won Survivor. Okay, whatever. And you should know that because you did it. Okay, anyway. Well, what do you think of Ben's statement that Tyson likes to make big moves and usually makes them too early? Do you think that's accurate? That just sounds like saying something to say it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the history of Tyson. I mean, I, I, I know Blood versus Water pretty well. Um, but no, I can't sit here and like think back to Tyson's big moves that he's tried to do. The thing is that I think it's not inaccurate. Um, I think that Tyson ultimately was done in by a big move on his first season that he probably didn't see coming um and then has since like i don't know that winners at war he really has was able to do a lot of maneuvering but i think tyson does like to strike first um as evidence specifically on heroes versus villains for anyone who hasn't watched but um uh, or has watched the, i would say though that ben is someone that waits far too long to be making big moves and finds himself in unwinnable positions if not for idols uh so i think that striking too early is usually going to be better than striking too late yeah um and ben also sucks so <laughs> you know there's that too that um, is a factor um, Leah was also pissed off throughout this whole thing because he looked up to Tyson and called him an older brother to which, <laughs> why do you, what? <laughs> I, for me, I was like, this is embarrassing, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe if we saw this relationship, it could have been cute, but I don't know. <laughs> is, is Tyson older than Leo? <laughs> I feel like around yeah. the same age. Um, I mean, he's definitely older, but, um, it was just, you know, it was like Sarah was taking all the highlight at the end, you know, doing the embarrassing over celebrating. That was just terrifying, you know, beyond belief. And then Leo jumps in with, yeah, and I liked you jerk. I mean, for her to be gesturing, like I'm going to bite your head off. It Mm -hmm. was like, all right, this is, I don't even want to talk about it. It was just so fucking scary. Like it was weird. Yeah. And I don't like that. Like, Oh, that person had that job and they have that level of rage that's fun uh yeah at, i don't like between this and 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 the person going home tonight on big brother it is so alarming and this is out of two people that we are watching on reality mm-hmm. television yeah okay um yep. what a fun world um yeah. so uh tyson knows he's in for a headache when he gets back to the house um and you know i you know i, I really feel for the guy we'll see how things go for him so um, do you then. think he's in a lot of danger a lot of danger. No, the man wins almost every week. So like, um, you know, the idea of like, oh, well, maybe you have to win out from here. It's like, OK, he might. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Is I feel like any given week, he has a great shot to win. And any given week, I would say Ben and Sarah have a worse shot to win. And mm-hmm. he's very unlikely to come in exactly last place. So I don't feel too worried for Tyson. 
Um, he could be partnered up with Sarah for all we know next week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then uh, he could be immune. He could win. They very easily could have another team win other than Ben and Sarah. I don't know what the exact alliance structure of the house is. I feel like that's something that's actually uh, very missing from this season. In I think that they've prioritized us being surprised by eliminations, which I think has done well. But I have basically no idea of who talks to who who's socializing how is this actually set up um if you asked anyone to draw an alliance structure i think that uh you'd be foolish to think that you could take on the job with any degree of certainty at this point like you know you could put good money on tyson or kylan winning the next challenge like you know we're five episodes in they're the only two that have won so far on the men's side um i'm sure that they've had a conversation at this point both of them being like we're the ones winning we need to look out for each other because you know nobody else will um, so, you know, if that continues and one of them win again next week, then Tyson has nothing to worry about. And like you said, there's even a chance that Tyson could end up with Sarah because they haven't done that yet. So I'm certainly not, you know, worried for him like, oh, this is the end. Um, it's certainly something to be, you know, concerned for because uh, now she's back in the house and she's going to want revenge and she's a terrifying human being. But um, <laughs> I think he can, you know, find a way through and, and we'll see how things go. Uh, you know, I don't know. The war has yeah. begun, Sarah says. Um I mean, it makes for an interesting show to have, like, opposing sides. And Mm -hmm. I, if I had to guess where alliances were, like, we saw Danny and Tyson talking. I'm assuming that is at least something. Um, It seems like maybe with Tyson keeping, like, Alyssa out of uh, elimination this week and them calling in Alyssa, like, maybe there's, like, Tyson and Kylan are reasonably working together, or Alyssa, like, Angela, Dan. Like, who knows? I, I think it might be, like, a very... Uh, tangential alliance if anything but uh who knows yeah um so final thoughts here on aza and Cinco as they are no longer with us in the game i like them both i would be totally willing to see either one of them back um here i think i would be slightly more interested in like let's say we are moving over to the MTV challenge world. I would be more interested in Cinco. I think he could hold his weight a little better. And also I think that uh, like, are we going to use these Love Island people next year when Love Island's not on CBS? Not sure. So um, if he found a home over there, I don't think he is the most entertaining person in the world, but uh, it'd be fine if he showed up basically. Yeah. I'd like to see him again. Um, I just don't know that I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, would like to and need to, obviously, are two different things. I would like yes. to because also he's very good looking. Um, so um, <laughs> that, but also, I, I don't know. I feel like there could be something worthwhile there and, and the story with Cache. Um, actually, I'll, I'll make my official stance on this. I want him back there if Cache wants him back there and Cache will be there. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, whatever makes her happy. Um, and then for Aza, uh, she was great in confessional. I'll give her that. She had an I, absolutely iconic moment in the the first episode of uh you know passing out that was uh that was uh noteworthy television and you know glad she's okay um <laughs> so she created a couple of memes out of that one um and i don't know i mean i had a lot more fun with her in five episodes of the challenge than i did um on big brother and that's only because at the end of big brother she was basically about to give up the game for xavier and that was one of the most frustrating things to watch as somebody who was not rooting for xavier or big d to win we were rooting for aza in the final hour there and she was like yeah but i might just let xavier have it because he kind of deserves it so that was really annoying but here i liked her yeah for me i think oz has been a lot of fun um i think that 
probably underestimated her coming in and she competed better than what I thought. And that was with not preparing for the challenge basically at all, according to her. So I don't know that we'll see her again, but I think that if we were to, she would uh, go ahead and prepare and I think, you know, be a replacement level competitor on the CBS version at least. Yeah, I mean, um, if she does come back, I don't know that, you know, well, first things first, we're never going to get the full cookout back on the show because nobody in their right mind would cast Big D again, as they should not. Um, so, <laughs> we'll no, uh, well, they will not. <laughs> and and uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> but it would be, I mean, if, if all four of these, you know, the four that were here on this one uh, come back um, and then we can get Chata back in the mix, like, that'd be a lot of fun, um, especially because it would piss off Big D to not be there. Um <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, Azo's a good confessionalist, and there's so much drama now built in with the cookout, um, even more so than I think there was before, that uh, BB-23 could be a goldmine for the challenge for years to come. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, and, yeah. you know, it works. And, and I still think there's people on that season that, like, they could bring back and get something out of that they have not, you know, that, that we're Agreed. not on this show. So it's definitely got, you know, a lot of people on there, a lot of potential, and we'll see how it all plays out in the future next week uh, and beyond. But as far as this week goes, that's all I have. That's all I have as well. Okay. Um, definitely was a fun uh, interview with Cache um, over with Devon and uh, Devin. So if anyone's not checking out the official challenge podcast, now that it has two good hosts uh, on it as well, um, and they've been, you know, doing a great job with uh, all of these interviews. So um, check that one out. And uh, otherwise, um, you got nothing to check out that I'm doing because I'm only here sometimes when I can be here, um, which is most of the time. Um, but Scally's doing a lot of other stuff. Uh, uh, a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything I'm doing on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally, where you'll see that I am currently talking about Love Island twice a week over on the RHAP wrap ups. That's been a lot of fun. Love Island USA to make that uh, abundantly clear. That's <laughs> been super fun since it moved over to Peacock. I think uh, in contention for could be like the new best USA season, uh, if not so far, given definitely top two vibes, uh, at least I'm hoping that continues, uh, but very fun over on Love Island. Uh, you know, could be a whole new crop for the MTV challenge. Probably not going to show up on the CBS, but lots of fun personalities there. Also talking about Big Brother. Most recently uh, talked about the Wednesday night show over on RHAP and did guest on the Lonely Boys talking about Gossip Girl, uh, the original. The Who knows? That could be removed from HBO Max any day. So check that out while you still have the chance. Uh, a lot of fun over on the Lonely Boys. Yeah, you are incredibly busy, and I'm sorry to hear it. Um, but also, you know, you're getting a lot of plugs in uh, for the challenge uh, recap on the Dom and Colin podcast. So um, hello <laughs> to anybody who has uh, come over here from one of those plugs. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's even, hope. even one person. Let us know if that's you. Yeah. Please do. Um, so definitely everyone go check all that out if you have lots of hours uh, to catch up on uh, all your Scally content. Um, and we will be back here next week with uh, more coverage of the Challenge USA. Episode 6 will actually be here. We'll probably call it episode 12, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and until then, uh, thank you guys for checking this one out. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.